Hi everyone! In this series, I am exploring the approaches and interventions I've practiced over the last 25 years to help others remove roadblocks, find unexpected inner strengths and open new doors. Each episode contains a personal learning experience enriched with scientific background and most importantly, suggestions on how to apply this knowledge. After all, whatever's in our heads is just intellectual, like knowledge written in a book. The magic unfolds if we find ways to use that knowledge. Thanks for being here, thanks for listening. Last week I mentioned duality, yin and yang, hell and heaven, day and night, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and that inspired me to work on a concept called polarity for this week's episode. When I was about 90% finished, pretty early in the week, the spark came from a completely different direction. A listener of this podcast has found the movie I was referring to in the episode about natural born leaders. I'm glad it wasn't just a weird childhood memory, that movie actually does exist. It's a 1957 satirical but cheesy comedy called Paradise Lagoon or The Admirable Crichton and is about a rich English family stranded on an island with their butler and a maid. The iconic scene which I remembered was when after their rescue back in England they all said goodbye to the butler who had become their boss on the island. They called him Guff, short for governor. Because he was more qualified to handle everyday survival, the hierarchy had turned upside down while on the island. I did watch that movie twice this week actually. Wednesday morning between two meetings, just me, myself and I indulging into the 10 to 12 year old me when I last saw that movie and again that same day with my 11 year old. She had a lot of fun seeing the butler become the boss and give the commands. I'll put the YouTube link in the description, but don't watch it unless you really like 1950s movies and you do not mind the stereotype gender roles that come with movies of that age. The change of role from butler to governor and back to butler made me think in a different direction for this week's podcast. How much does the position define a person and how much person can you bring into a position? Who are we, when and where and why? Lots to find out. Welcome to Leadership Bits. Twenty years ago, my employer, Class Harvesting Machinery, had just acquired Renault Agriculture, a solidly German owner-managed business merging with a French organization which was spun off from a large state-owned carmaker. They had a production facility in Le Mans, the communist heart of France. Two worlds colliding. We were all in for a lot of surprises. As part of the integration process, we all went through a series of intercultural trainings. They told us that there was a fundamental difference between France and Germany when it comes to how people get shaped by their roles in the hierarchy. In Germany, they said it's the position that basically determines your behavior. They promote you to Direktor and then you become Herr Direktor or Frau Direktorin. Whereas in France, you are and remain Michel Gouli or Yvette Chanson, no matter what your position in the company is. Unless, of course, you are on top of the food chain. As the President, or we would say CEO, in France especially, you're closer to God than to the revolutionary masses. But that's a different story. I don't know if all this is generally true, but there were apparent differences in how the Germans and the French went about their jobs. 
On average, the Germans seemed to be engineers in the first place and then maybe at night over a beer would become all chatty. Well, the French colleagues always made sure their personality would shine through during the day. Now, this is all terribly stereotyped and I stay away from saying that one nation is like this and the other nation is like that. But we all know that when working across borders, some fundamental differences in how we approach our jobs show. That all was just the starting point. To witness the interplay between person and position, we don't need to cross a border. Think about your promotion to your first leadership position. What did this do to you? Well, I've watched many curious examples. We all come unprepared for what's waiting behind that door, but I'm only entitled to talk about myself. And if there's one word that describes my emotional state in my first couple of years as a leader, it is probably stiffness. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't just a feeling. I was stiff, terribly stiff. I felt I needed to bring a distance between me and the people that reported into me. I had to be fair, balancing and find a connection with everyone. I believe in trying to show responsibility, I've lost a lot of authenticity. Was it me talking or me in the role? It was indistinguishable at some point. The position had changed me and it took me years to bring both position and myself into a better balance. For some that was easier, for others like me it was harder. What is changing when we get assigned certain roles in job or in life? The single most prominent example is probably the Stanford experience. For the younger listener, it's worth reading about it. In 1971, they asked students to be prison guards and prisoners in a role experiment. The faculty was turned into a makeshift prison. The experiment was supposed to last two weeks, but had to be stopped after six days. The students playing prison guards had started to abuse the students playing prisoners and the experiment was spinning out of control. They were all equal students, but they got absorbed of their assigned roles. Here's the statement of prisoner number 416 a few months after the experiment. I began to feel that I was losing my identity, that the person that I called Clay, the person who put me in this place, the person who volunteered to go into this prison, because it was a prison to me, it still is a prison to me. I do not regard it as an experiment or a simulation because it was a prison run by psychologists instead of run by the state. I began to feel that that identity, the person that I was that had decided to go to prison was distant from me, was remote until finally I wasn't that. I was 416. I was really a number. We don't think about it too much, but we're playing roles basically all the time. I'm a father, a husband, the member of a band, a consultant, a coach, a friend, and many more. Every situation requires me playing a slightly different role. Our behavior, mental processes and individual emotions are influenced by the social surroundings. So even if it is still us, our behavior is different. Wouldn't it be weird if I played the father to the person behind the counter at McDonald's when I order my shake? Or would it be not misplaced if I played the consultant at the DMV, the Department of Motor Vehicles, trying to make them a better organization while I just want to renew my driver's license? By the way, I've tried that. Don't go there. The clerks at my local branch in New Jersey behaved like Stanford experiment prison guards. And when I refused to be treated like a convict, 
They made me do the road test again with a phony reference to the law, which I later found out doesn't even exist. There are places where you better suck it up and stick to your assigned role. Customer service reps play a role. We are expecting a certain experience when we go to Starbucks, McDonald's or Apple. Now imagine their employees would behave however they wanted to, treating customers not based on a company code, but how each individual wants to treat a customer. To me that sounds disturbing and would be terrible for business. In our customer experience projects, I've had customer service reps reject our efforts to harmonize their behavior with company philosophy, stating, no, we won't become robots. Being asked to play a role can be an emotional topic because it interferes with who we are. Large organizations have many people filling the same role, like finance manager, warehouse specialist or customer service reps. And while we might see apparent differences between the warehouse people, which are all hopefully about order, and customer service reps, who ideally focus on building relationships, within each group the diversity is high as well. From my experience, there's not one CFO, chief financial officer, that fills the job like another CFO in the same organization. I can see the common ground, like obeying the laws, delivering financial statements, but apart from that, they're all different. The person fills the role with life, and that is true for every place in the world. No job description or annual target setting process is the ultimate answer to how you fill your job with life. It's about you knowing who you are, knowing what is important for you. Finding that central theme that you display in all your roles, like a caring attitude, or being a problem solver, or being the one who asks the critical questions. It's about the four to five things which represent our core beliefs. The more we know how we, who we are, the easier it is for us to play a role. But to truly excel, the role we have has to have a strong connection to who we are. Going back to Paradise Lagoon, the butler became the governor on the island because he knew how to survive on an uninhabited island. It was less him usurping the lord, his employer, it was rather everyone else submit to him. Our butler, the admirable Croyton, actually did not change much during the whole movie. He displayed leadership before the boat trip when managing the other stuff at the mansion back in England and continued to do so after they became castaways. Crichton was true to his values before, during and after the trip. What changed was the rich family members. They were terribly spoiled brats in the beginning and relieved from their rigid roles, they found happiness on the island, able to discover their true selves. That's not a great point to finish today's episode. Who are we? How do we convey that core in each role that we have to play? And maybe most importantly from a career perspective, have I chosen a role that can be supercharged by my core values, thus allowing me to excel and find meaning? I hope you enjoyed today's session. This was Leadership Bits. Stay safe wherever you are.